This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Ukrainian President Zelensky met today with House Speaker Mike Johnson before going to the White House to speak with President Biden because in America, it's customary to go ask dad when mom says no. Uh, they are hilarious. They are... They are the, no wonder they make uh, $20 million a year. With that kind of uproarious hilarity, who are we to second guess them? The highest level of comedy in the United States of America. Late night TV used to be something. Boom, ba, dum, ba, dum, ba, dum, ba. Well, happy Wednesday to you. As you're well aware, hump day in the Clinton household. Hillary's got a bug out for the day. Bill's got plans. We all know what those plans are. Hillary waking up face down in a pool of her own dried vomit. On the kitchen floor, one of their multi-million dollar mansions. Hillary's back in the game, though. You heard that, right? She's going to be campaigning for Joe Biden because she lost to Donald Trump. So, you know the rest. Democrats, you know, they hate the Christmas season, don't you? The lefties, they hate the Christmas season. They hate Christmas lights. They hate Christmas music. They hate, you know, you know what they do love? They love Satan. Satan they love. They uh, Satan, you, did you see the in in Iowa of all places, they have a in the state house there. The Democrats have successfully secured a Satan display in the state house for Christmas. They must call it something else because they're Democrats. But it's true in the great American Midwest, the great American heartland in Iowa of all places, Satanic display in Iowa Capitol. GOP lawmakers disagree on response. It's a kind of a funny headline from the Des Moines Register there. Uh, and what it reveals is that the Democrats don't disagree on the response, which is, Hail Satan! Hail! Hail Satan! That's the Democrat Party. They've got bumper stickers now. Governor Reynolds, she's a uh, Republican calls satanic temple display at the uh, state capitol. It's inside the state capitol. Absolutely objectionable. How dare she? Then they attacked her saying that um, she doesn't believe in free speech because they love, what do they love, Michael? Satan. You know, Rosemary's baby. They are Rosemary. If you go to a dinner party, they have dinner parties. A lot of white people, white people like dinner parties. And that's, I know I read that on the, on the website, stuff white people like, stuff white people like, which for a while was pretty funny at least. And uh, dinner parties, you go over there and it might turn out to be like Rosemary's Baby. It could be Rosemary's Baby all over again because they're so crazy. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has weighed in 
on a controversial display at the Iowa State Capitol. Why would that be controversial? The Satanic Temple of Iowa. They have an Iowa branch. I don't think that's very Iowa. Set up its holiday display. They call it a holiday display. It's not a Christmas display. Democrats prefer to use the word holiday rather than Christmas. It's not the Christmas season. It's the holiday season. Uh, They set it up back December 2nd. And it's raised a lot of eyebrows, as you might imagine. It is a larger-than-life Lucifer depiction of uh, Lucifer. And it's got a goat's head. It's got a goat's head, and it's red, and it's got a black robe. uh, And it votes Democrat. That much we know. The Satanic Temple, Iowa, set up its holiday display back on December 2nd, and it's raised a lot of eyebrows. But not with Democrats. It features a depiction of Baphomet. I'm going with Baphomet as the pronunciation. And the uh, Democrats, they they worship. Uh, it's a pagan idol associated with the Knights Templar, sure it is, that was conceived in the 11th century and whose depiction has changed dramatically over time. They know all about it. They're historians of satanic things. The display also features the uh, seven core beliefs of the religion. It's a religion, according to the, the Democrats. And they've got their satanic display because it's the holiday season, as they call it, the Christmas season, too. Uh, and it's Hanukkah. And so they worship uh, Satan. And who, what, who do they love here? Because I'm not. It's Baphomet. Baphomet. That's who they like very much. A spokesperson, they have a spokesperson, for the Iowa Department of Administrative Services said the group applied for the spot and met all the requirements. You know why? Satan! That's why, because they love uh, Satan in their palisade. State Representative Brad Sherman, a Republican from Williamsburg, called on Governor Kim Reynolds to take down the display. Tear down this display. In his newsletter, he claims the preamble to the Iowa Constitution refers to a supreme being, which is God, but not for Democrats. Dog is their co-pilot, as we know. And Baphomet, apparently, is their best buddy. Sherman says, with Satan Satan being an enemy of God, the display is unconstitutional. That might be a good thing to to, uh, contend. The uh, governor there, Kim Reynolds, she uh, responded with a news release yesterday morning. She said, like many Iowans, I find the satanic temples display in the Capitol absolutely objectionable. In a free society, the best response to objectionable speech is more speech. And I encourage all of those of faith to join me today in praying over the Capitol and recognizing the nativity scene that will be on display, the true reason for the season. Go ahead and say Christmas. It's okay. But that's your Democrat Party because they're not well. Boy, are they unwell. So that's in Iowa. In Washington, D.C., there's a big story today. Um, and that is that the corrupt mayor, Muriel Bowser, remember she went over to, uh, or she would go to Qatar for the environmental summit to talk about the weather in Washington, D.C., which is 61 square miles. And she's supposed to do something about the global climate. And uh, I wonder if she brought any likeness of Baphomet with her. What do you think? Excuse me, Baphomet, Baphomet. And uh, I don't want to mispronounce the name of the Democrats' new god. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. But the uh, big story here is that the Democrat mayor and the Democrat city council, including uh, Trayon White, 
who believes that the Jews make it snow and the Jews control the weather. We haven't played him in a while, have we? And with everything going on, maybe we should uh, we should bring Trayon White back into the news because he's got some pretty funny ideas, doesn't he? But the Democrats now are ponying up, they say, $500 million. They've got $500 million. They uh, want to give the money to a billionaire uh, who owns monumental sports, and he owns a couple of sports teams, uh, hockey and basketball, that play in the, uh, you know, the, the, it's the MCI Center, it's the Verizon Center, it's the Capital One Arena, it's the big sports arena in downtown, right in the heart of downtown Washington, D.C. And they're announcing, even as we speak, that uh, the, the owner, uh, the team owner, and the, they're leaving Washington, D.C. and moving to Virginia. And the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, He's having a press conference with the big team owner. And they're announcing, hey, we're pulling these teams and the arena, the stadium, out of Washington, D.C. and moving them to an area called Potomac Yards in Virginia across the Potomac River from Washington, D.C. and down south a little bit. And they're going to move this big shopping center there and they're going to move the, uh, the sports arenas to Virginia. And it's largely because Democrats keep shooting people here with guns and robbing people and carjacking people and looting stores. And people don't so much want to come downtown as uh, people used to want to come downtown because it's one of the world's great cities. But when you give it to the left, they do with Washington, D.C., what they've done to San Francisco, you know, where uh, rice is no longer the San Francisco treat. And I really can't say here what it is now because it might be prohibited by the FCC. But the, uh, the sports arena looks like it's moving. The teams look like they're moving. The Democrats say at the very last minute, the news media is saying at the 11th hour, the Democrats are jumping in with $500 million of other people's money, my money, not all $500 million of it, of course, but uh, I got a piece of it. And they're offering $500 million to keep the teams because they have no idea what's going on around them at any given time, and they don't know. It's just uh, it's madness, these these people, but it looks like the uh, the the uh, uh, I still like to call them the bullets, uh, the you know the whizzers and the and the uh, uh, the uh, our wonderful hockey team, which is a great hockey team. Uh, the Capitals it looks like they're going to flee and go to Virginia, and the Democrats they they're too dumb to do anything until it's too late. They're too corrupt to uh, create a, an environment where businesses want to stay and flourish and prosper and where sports fans want to come to, uh, you know, enjoy an event. And the uh, I was watching the at 4 o'clock this morning, I was watching the local news on the television. They have news at 4 o'clock in the morning. And they were freaking out. They were doing live shot from downtown on 7th Street outside the arena saying all the business here, businesses here, the restaurants and so are panicked because they depend on the, the sporting events at the arena, at the Capital One Arena, for their livelihood. Everybody going to dinner, everybody dying stuff, buying stuff, everybody going, uh, some dying too. And, uh, you know, uh, having drinks before and after and the parking and the everything else. And it's very, very expensive. And a lot of people think that the Democrats have made Washington, D.C. so dangerous. There's so much crime so many of their sons are shooting people and robbing people and carjacking people. Always keep in mind the problem is not our guns. It's their sons 
And so it looks like the sporting teams are leaving. And, you know, the Washington Redskins, we call them the commanders now, they play uh, uh, quite some distance outside of Washington, D.C. at FedEx Field. And there's been a lot of talk lately about moving them back into the District of Columbia to uh, the old RFK Stadium site. Uh, and that may be in jeopardy now. The, 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 the city is going to want to pay billions of dollars to move them back in. But the truth is the people in that neighborhood don't want uh, NFL games in that neighborhood. And once again, a lot of sports fans are concerned about coming into D.C. because so many Democrats go around shooting people. And that's a problem. So we got that going for us. Uh, also, the Democrats hate the Jews. That's a, hey, we didn't use that Tom Lehrer song yesterday. We got to whip that out, too. Uh, but there was a kind of a, <laughs> you know, how do you make a heart attack funny? Well, uh, it happened. Uh, the anti-Semites made a heart attack funny uh, in Turkey. A uh, Turkish lawmaker, that means he's a lawmaker in Turkey, which is a country. Turkish lawmaker, he got up on the floor and he started railing against the Jews and against Israel and Allah will mete out punishment to you. And it's going to be real bad news for you Jews because we don't like you because he's a Muslim. And uh, then it was kind of funny because <laughs> in the middle <laughs> in the middle of his tirade, of his anti-Semitic tirade, he had a heart attack and fell to the ground. And people rushed to his aid. And now it's not easy to make a heart attack funny, but the Democrats make all kinds of things funny. Self-immolation. Um, you know, sometimes carjacking because they get in the car and it's a stick shift and they don't know how to drive away because low IQ theater. And uh, now while he's yelling that you Jews and Israel will suffer the wrath of Allah, he's yelling, getting a little emotional. And then and uh, he falls over like a log having a heart attack. I don't know how he is. I haven't checked in. Well, in fact, we still haven't gotten the identification on that uh, Democrat woman, the anti-Semite that self-immolated in, in Atlanta outside the Israeli consulate. Still haven't identified her. Her name might be, you know, like Usama bin Laden or something, but they're not releasing the name. It might cause Islamophobia or something like that. So we got that. Uh, also, I was doing a little research today, and I found the Socialist Workers Party. They have a website. The Socialist Workers Party on October 9th, two days after uh, the massacre of October 7th, the Socialist Workers Party was rejoicing, and that's the that's the word that they're in. Socialists rejoice as Palestinian resistance. That's the word that Barack Obama used, wasn't it? As a he, uh, he used occupation. He used occupation. The uh, Palestinian resistance humiliates racist Israel. They call a country racist. And it's Israel, not the genocidal lunatics next door, but Israel, the people that live in peace with Muslims and Christians and atheists and gay people and straight people. They're the racists and the Palestinian resistance, genocidal, bloodthirsty ghouls from hell. They're the heroes. That's the Socialist Workers Party. Uh, Bernie Sanders self-identifies as a socialist, right? And the city councilman in San Francisco, I've got an update on him, too. The guy who says capitalism causes homelessness. I had a former homeless guy and drug addict responding to him. Great stuff. In the meantime, Joe Biden is warning Benjamin Netanyahu, not Hamas, but he's threatening and warning Benjamin Netanyahu because, you know, they've got their Temple of Satan display in Iowa. 
And they've got everything else here. And I got an update on Harvard University and Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay. She's not going anywhere. She's a plagiarist. Pay no attention. Harvard, the worst school in the country for free speech. We've talked about that before. We've got that. We got LeBron James. We got uh, Ukraine and Volodymyr Zelensky in Washington yesterday. And how much are we paying? U.S. tax dollars. How much are we paying for each Russian that has been killed? And there have been hundreds of thousands of Russians killed. Nobody seems to mind, including Vladimir Putin. I've got some, uh, I did math, and I'm going to share the math with you coming up. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Now, I, I broke out my Bomar calculator this morning, and I, I did some math on the more than $113 billion that we have very generously given to the nation of Ukraine, a country that gave millions of dollars to Joe Biden and the Biden family, $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden. Uh, the head of Burisma called it a bribe. And uh, boy, the return on investment has been extraordinary, I've got to say. And then Hunter Biden and Devin Archer, of course, got the no-show job with Burisma for about a million dollars a year each. Um, and now we've given $113,400,000,000 to Ukraine over the course of about two years. And um, I learned that the so-called intelligence community briefed some in the media yesterday and they said that that uh, Reuters news agency, a declassified U.S. intelligence report, assessed that the Ukraine war has cost Russia 315,000 dead and injured troops. Just the troops. 315,000 in two years. And that's about it. Hey, speak up over there. And... Uh, of which uh, about 90% are personnel that they were in the military when the conflict began, 315,000. I did the math. I said, well, wait a minute. Uh, We have generously helped Ukraine kill uh, 315,000 Russians, and that cost us $113,400,000,000. What is that per dead Russian? Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, we've also got a we've also got a bunch of Hunter Biden news today. Hunter Biden is supposed to show up on Capitol Hill for uh, a subpoena. He has been ordered by subpoena by the Congress to appear and testify behind closed doors. He and his lawyers have said, "Well, we're not going to do that." And uh, someone reminded him it's not a dinner invitation, it's a congressional subpoena. I know you're accustomed to dinner invitations with Russian prostitutes and things like that, but this is not one of those. This is a congressional subpoena. You're required to show up under oath, uh, testify, and respond to questions from members of Congress investigating corruption in your family, which includes the President of the United States and millions and millions of dollars from all kinds of nefarious countries overseas. But uh, Hunter Biden, he knows that the law does not apply to him. The fix is in all over the place for him. It always has been. So um, it's unclear whether he's going to show up at all. If he does show up, it's more or less expected that he's going to plead the Fifth Amendment. He doesn't want to incriminate himself, not that he's done anything wrong. And he will refuse to answer any questions on the advice of counsel That is more or less the expectation, if he shows up at all, which he may or may not do. I guess he's living in Malibu these days, probably uh, using a lot of straws, using a lot of straws, you know, spitting paint through straws to make masterworks that he sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars because don't you know who he is? Now, I mentioned the math on Ukraine because Volodymyr Zelensky and Washington, I assume he's still here today. I didn't I didn't see his plane leave. Just kidding. I wasn't looking for his plane to leave. But he was on Capitol Hill yesterday, and it was kind of interesting because uh, Mitch McConnell, Republican Senate leader, of course, and the Lizard King, the Democrat majority leader in the Senate, um, they uh, walked around the Capitol with him, and they flanked him on either side and stayed real close like they were afraid he was going to steal something off a table. Looked at and he did you notice Michael? I think he had a new sweatshirt. Do you think he had a new sweatshirt? I think that Volodymyr Zelensky might have stopped at Costco on the way in from Andrews and gotten a new sweatshirt because it looked like a new clean sweatshirt, not like his old green sweatshirt. He dressed up for the occasion. He he was dressed just a little bit worse than Senator John Fetterman. A little bit worse than Fetterman. But he was uh, prancing around the Capitol. And then he had a meeting with um, arms contractors. And he was very grateful uh, for the arms con- contractors. You know, the military-industrial complex, Joe Biden is their best friend. And with that, I looked up. I looked up some numbers that the news media doesn't talk about very much. And according to a declassified U.S. intelligence report, Ukraine has the the war in Ukraine has cost the Russian military 315,000 dead and injured troops, right? That's the uh, that's a big number in about 2 years. That's a huge number. 
I also uh, shared with you last week that I think it was 60 Minutes on the CBS channel. They said a couple of weeks ago that more than 75,000 Ukrainian troops had been killed in combat. That's a very large number as well. Now, the news media doesn't cover the war. You may, you may notice that it's, it is an invisible war. Like, you remember Barack Obama's war against Libya that went on for eight months and he promised it go on for days and not weeks. Then it went on for eight months and the news media pretended that it wasn't going on. So, in effect, it wasn't because the American people were allowed to ignore it completely. In fact, required to ignore it completely. And then a mob killed Muammar Gaddafi, uh, who deserved to be killed. But the, And then you remember uh, Hillary Clinton famously said, we came, we saw, he died. And she cackled like the lunatic that she is. And the bloodthirsty left because the left loves death more than we love life. It's like an uh, Al-Qaeda thing. That's their mantra, we love death more than you love life. That's the Al-Qaeda mantra. The Democrat Party could bumper stickerize that for their own use, uh, for their own use too. But, but the, uh, the war in Ukraine, now U.S. intelligence, 315,000 casualties, casualties refers to dead and injured, and I did the math on that because we have given Ukraine so far $113 billion in two years. $113,400,000,000. Okay? And so I broke out my calculator on my iPad. It has an excellent uh, calculator in the iPad. I use it very frequently, if not every day, then almost every day. And it turns out that that dollar figure, $113,400,000,000, divided by 315,000 Russian troops, equals... 360,000 American taxpayer dollars per dead and or wounded Russian. And Vladimir Putin could care less about 360,000 dead and or wounded Russian troops. He could care less. He's a KGB guy. He thinks the greatest tragedy of the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union. He'd like to reconstitute the Soviet Union to the extent that he can. He's a butcher. He's a communist, and communists do very few things well, but one of them is kill and get people killed. The Russians have died on the battlefield in an extraordinary, extraordinary numbers going back to Napoleon, and, and uh, they just kind of don't care. They're proud the bigger number they have of Russian dead. Their leaders are proud, not the dead. The dead aren't proud, of course. But that's 360,000 U.S. taxpayer dollars per Russian killed and or wounded 315,000 times 360,000 equals 113,400,000,000. See, I'm doing the math. Isn't that great? So we got that, we got that going for us. And I did the math. And now they want 61 billion more. Well, really, the Democrats want to give them, want to give them um, 61 billion more. They just don't want anyone to ask where the money's going. Because, you know, the Biden family and the Democrats and some Republicans have long been invested in various corrupt ways in Ukraine. And the Biden family certainly up to their crooked eyeballs in Ukraine. Now, we've got some uh, we've got some audio on this as well. So let me go to uh, let me go to Joe Biden. Now, the Republicans are pounding the table saying, listen, 
We gave them $113 billion, $400 million, and 315,000 Russian troops killed, but there's no end in sight with the war. The, the, only, the only people that love this war are the military-industrial complex in the United States, and uh, Vladimir Putin likes it. And uh, Joe Biden, and uh, I think the Biden family, they like it. That's, uh, that's, uh, and a lot of the Democrats uh, like it, too. Now, here's Joe Biden yesterday. And they're selling us this thing that if Putin, which may or may not be true, that if Putin is successful in Ukraine, whatever that means, that then he's going to turn his attentions with a heavily depleted military to attack a NATO country next door, which I think is highly unlikely, highly improbable. Uh, but this is what they're selling, that Putin will then attack a NATO country next door. We promised Russia when the Soviet Union was collapsing that we would not expand NATO eastward, and then we broke our promise and we did expand NATO eastward. Putin complains loudly about that frequently, and, uh, and he's a bad guy. He's one of the world's bad guys. So will he attack NATO? I really doubt it because then Article 5 would have to be invoked and all NATO nations would respond against Russia. And I sincerely think that he doesn't want to go down that road. But this is what the Democrats here in Washington are selling to the American people. And this is why they need $61 billion now. I'm pounding the table now. uh, Or else your son is going to have to go off into Europe and fight a war against Russia. This is what they're uh, selling, right? I don't know if any of them believe it. I don't know if anybody believes it. But here is Joe Biden yesterday. You know, we stand at a real inflection point in history. I know you and I have talked about this, where the decisions we make now are going to determine the future for decades to come, particularly in Europe. That's always true. This is one of those moments. Congress needs to pass a supplemental funding to Ukraine before they break a holiday recess before they give Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. Putin, the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. Now, what the Republicans are um, asking for, a couple of things. First of all, they're willing to give another $61 billion to Ukraine, which on top of the $113 billion, $400 million already forked over to Ukraine, would mean that the United States of America will have given more money to Ukraine in two years than the United States has given to Israel in 75 years. And they want to defund Israel because they're anti-Semites on top of everything else. So, uh, you know, you're the president of the United States. Uh, every point in history is an inflection point. And there are you know, that's your job. You got a tough job. You're the president of the United States, supposed to be the leader of the free world and all that stuff. But here's Joe Biden. Uh, it's the sword of Damocles hanging over our heads. And if the and, and uh, the Republicans want, uh, uh, again, they want they want uh, accountability with the, the, you know, forget about the 113 billion, 400 million. That's water under the bridge. Another 61 billion. The Republicans are saying we want to know where that money is going. And the Democrats say, shut up, racist. It's the greatest gift to Putin. It's a Christmas gift to Putin. You guys love Putin. No, we love accountability. And since the Democrats love to bundle everything together, and and on Capitol Hill, everybody loves to bundle everything together, the Republicans are saying, we'll give you a vote on Ukraine aid after you give us a vote 
on border security. And the Democrats scream that you're a racist and uh, they, they throw things at you like Hillary Clinton. And they don't throw Hillary Clinton at you, but Hillary Clinton throws things at, at uh, Secret Service and Bill Clinton bounces ashtrays off his head and things like that. But never mind that. So Joe Biden the, the, is demanding now, $61 billion now, no debate, no accountability. Give it to me now, no border security. And, the, and then the Democrats say, oh, we'll give you money for the border. And you look at what the money's for, and it's to hire judges to process all of the illegals into the country without any vetting, without finding out about their criminal histories and without medical vetting, without any of this. And they just want to wave millions and millions of people. And I got a little more on that later on today, too. Joe Biden yesterday, just give me the money for Ukraine. Otherwise, Putin's going to be happy. And the news media will carry the Democrats' water on this. The Republicans are helping Putin. It's a, They'll use Joe Biden's language. It's the best Christmas gift that Putin could get, is that we're not giving $61 billion with uh, no accountant looking at where the money's going. Uh, in time for Christmas because they've got to kill more than 315,000 Russians. Otherwise, it'll be a failure. Joe Biden. The threat to America, to Europe, and the world will only keep rising if we don't act. And I intend that we act. The American people, Democrats and Republicans, uh, alike, I think, understand this. And they understand the very real fight that's going on right now. Tell us about the power During grid. The winter, this winter, Putin plans once again to bombard Ukraine's electric grid, intends to, with rockets, and, uh, plunging families in the darkness in the coldest part of the year, and doing great damage. We can't and won't let him succeed. We mustn't let him succeed now. Of course, in the United States, the Democrats are demolishing our power grid, and they're doing it by going green. No new coal-fired power plants, no new nuclear power plants, no new hydroelectric power plants, dams, no new sources of energy except windmills, which were invented by Persia in the 6th or 7th century. And, and they, they're killing whales, kill a whale for clean air, uh, the Democrat Party. Whales, why? Are there any whales left to wash up on shore or have the Democrats killed all of them in the name of environmentalism? You know, they're killing a bunch of those windmill projects off the East Coast because so many whales have been murdered by the Democrats. But wait a minute, Putin's going to attack the electrical grid in Ukraine. Um, here, under Barack Obama's plan of cap and trade, electricity costs will necessarily skyrocket. So only the rich can stay warm in the wintertime and your grandmother can freeze to death, shivering in the cold in her old sweater. So the electrical grid in uh, this is, uh, you know, Joe Biden, there was no war in Europe when Donald Trump was president. There was no war in the Middle East when Donald Trump was president. The Houthi rebels were not firing missiles at fuel tankers when Donald Trump was president. Now let's go to Volodymyr Zelensky who was sitting there with Joe Biden yesterday in the White House, and he couldn't have been more thrilled to have had a meeting with the military-industrial complex since he's already had $113 billion, $400 million, and he's looking at $61 billion more with no accountability when it comes to any of our dollars. And also some other important things. I met with the heads of American defense companies yesterday. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Really powerful companies. I thank them. And thanks all the workers 
engineers, managers who build and build the strength of American weapons, helping Ukraine boost the development of arsenals of democracy. Kill the Russians. Now, Putin is a bad guy, and the Russians are not the good guys. But this is a stupid and sophomoric uh, debate that we're, well, we're really not having a debate in the United States. Uh, The Democrats are just shouting at people and demanding things with no accountability. Our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, I played this soundbite for you yesterday or a couple of days ago. Um, He pointed out that 90% of the money we're giving actually just circles right back to the American defense contractors. By the way, 90% of the assistance, the security assistance that we provided Ukraine is actually invested right here in the United States. Invested. uh, To our companies, to our manufacturers. Yeah, the military-industrial complex. Um, Dwight David Eisenhower warned us about this, and Joe Biden is the embodiment of that warning. Extraordinary, 90%. So 90% of $113,400,000,000 still leaves a whole lot of money because 10% of that is a ton. Let's just look at the new $61 billion. If 90% of that comes back to American defense contractors, I'm sure we're giving a fair price on everything, right? Then that's six billion one hundred million left over. Where's that six billion one hundred million left over going? It's buying chateaus in the Alps, yachts in Cyprus. We're being fleeced all over the place. We'll learn about it eight years from now on a page seven story in the Washington Post on Saturday morning at the bottom with no picture. Oh, yeah, by the way, they built us out of $62 billion over the course of five years, and uh, nothing will be done about it. Just like the Biden family. 888-630-9625. Well, the Democrats have given me two extraordinary stories about how racist they are. One out of Illinois, one out of Boston, Mass. And I have very little, I want to get to those coming right up. I have very little time, but I think Dan in Columbus, Ohio has a, has a quick point to make. Daniel, you're on the Chris Plant Show. I think the Republicans should give Hunter immunity. He's never going to see a day in jail. Joe will buy, pardon him anyway. And this way, they force him to testify and open things up. It's the only way it'll work. You'll get all your answers. Give Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill, give him immunity so he can't plead the Fifth Amendment and uh, compel him to answer questions about his corrupt family and his corrupt father, who's the president of the United States. Now, I, I don't know what the law is on that when it comes to Capitol Hill testimony and subpoenas, but I'm guessing that they could give him immunity and compel him to testify and deny him uh, the right to plead the Fifth Amendment. Might be a great thought, Dan. Republicans probably won't think of it. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The 
purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.